I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, my top seven pet peeves in the screening space. Oh, how I've waited to do this one. Stick around. Okay, uh, before we dive in today, uh, parts of this may sound uh, a bit sarcastic or smarmy, but truth is, I had a lot of fun with this. This is from the heart. I promise I'm not taking cheap shots here. Before we get started, first, a word from today's sponsor, SPI Researchers. For over 40 years, the team at SPI Researchers has been steadfast in their commitment to keeping the customer at the center of all they do, and that philosophy has led to a well-earned reputation as one of the industry's most respected criminal record providers. Each search they complete goes through their ear process, edit, audit, review, so you can feel confident they haven't cut any corners that could expose you or your end user to liability. And when you need support, each time you'll get a live person who can quickly help you get what you need. You'll get 10 searches at no charge to try it out. Contact Amanda Sosa at Amanda at SPI Researchers to get set up. All right, away we go. Number one, up first, our leadoff hitter, holiday posts on LinkedIn. This one's especially timely with Thanksgiving coming up. I think we're about two days away from LinkedIn becoming absolutely worthless for about a week. To me, this feels like a slow-moving train. I talk about it a lot. And I applaud that you want to wish me a happy Thanksgiving. I think it's nice that you hope I have a great Memorial Day. I sound sarcastic, but I'm really not. I think it's very sweet that whomever's in charge of your social media post feels this way. I do. But what they forget is everyone else is doing the exact same thing. So while yours is heartfelt and nice and sweet, and maybe you have a cute picture of a turkey, by the time I get to yours, you're like the 17th exploding turkey meme I've seen in the last four minutes. Please, guys, just stop. I know this will fall on deaf ears. I know next week is going to make blood come out of my eyes. Maybe I tally how many I see and report back. <laughs> Number two, webinar registration forms. You can tell a lot about a company's sales and marketing machine by signing up for their content or, or webinars. And, and I'm not so noble to posit that free content should be available just for the sake of free content. Yes, it's a service, but it's also a means to an end. Providers of content, infographics, webinars, white papers, case studies, they use this to fuel their sales and marketing machines. But Mingya, Sometimes I'm filling out 10 to 12 required fields just to see an infographic. For all the talk of reducing friction, I think grabbing three to four pieces of information and figuring out how to hand off the lead on the back end is a better approach. But other than my personal pet peeve, why is it on the list? Well, I want to, I need to access, read, listen. I need to learn so I can serve my clients well. The end user who stumbled across your email or saw something on LinkedIn, the client or prospect you don't really have a personal connection with, but you know they're on your list that you, you got them now. You know They're going to say, yeah, sure, I'll download that. But now you're going to throw 11 questions at them all, all with a red star. You know, I, I think a lot of them are going to pass. It, it looks too complicated. You lost them all because you placed your needs, how to sort and segment that lead in an automated fashion. You place that need first. Number three. Okay, this one's from our clients. Thank you for completing John Smith's background check, they say, but can you take that conviction off the report, please? Um, no. 
tell me how many times you've had this conversation, right? The employer says, well, I want to hire this person, but the background check has to be clean. I love how employers use that word, by the way, clean. Um, it's not, you say, well, well, yeah, it isn't now. You're right, but if you take it off, it will be. Uh, no, it won't. It'll look like there was a conviction that your master services agreement requires we report. And if we take it off, not only are we not conforming to your requirements, but it'll look like we missed a record, which will create a whole nother slew of problems. Yeah, but we need to hire this per blah, blah, blah. Listen, I think we spend too much time on these conversations with users. Uh, a client's hiring decisions are independent of our work. Yes, we have obligations, but those don't extend to playing hanky-panky with a consumer report because you don't want to fight the battle with the client. And I truly have nothing against the assistant talent recruiter for mid-market widget sales who wants to fill this position, but it's important to remember that we don't work for them. We work for and consider the following stakeholders to all be important in the process. That person's employer who signed the agreement with us in the first place, the applicant, state, federal, local laws. Sorry, not doing it. Number four, carrying everyone else's water. What's that mean? I'm talking specifically about our involvement fighting the fight on easy access to records, including DOBs. And maybe I just don't have visibility into what other organizations or trade associations are doing, but I don't see Sunshine Law advocates. I don't see local, state, national SHRM chapters interested in these things. I don't see the Chamber of Commerce, the nation's leading business advocacy group, interested in them. So why are we? Well, of course, I know why we are. And these are noble efforts for sure. But I don't know if that's a good enough reason. I, I see so much hand-wringing in our space inside individual shops. And, and I get that no one wants to tell a client, hey, this county's really rough and we can't get easy access to dates of birth for you. Sorry. That's not an area we can research with confidence. This, this area is un, unfulfillable. And I intentionally paused right there for dramatic effect. Unfulfillable? Have we ever had those conversations with clients? Are we comfortable or competent enough to have that dialogue? We're all worried about a client leaving us for someone else, right? Or, or do we just be the shop that says, okay, I'm not going to call it unfulfillable, but this means I got to bang away on the phones with court clerks or get case copies. And, and yes, I understand that some of the alternatives, name match only restrictions by the CFPB, partial date of birth, some of these restrictions not only bump us up against FCRA and accreditation challenges, but geez, guys, maybe sometimes it's easier to just take the L. Explain the why to a client and move on. Old timers listening here remember when Orange County, Florida was down for like six months, like 15 years ago, 2006, 2007. What did we do then? We told clients Orange County, Florida was down and would be for an extended period of time. We couldn't complete county level research there. Sorry. What else was there to say? I... I know this is an opinion shared by like 10% of the people listening here, but my point isn't to convince anyone that wanting full date of birth in California is, is a bad desire, right? My point is to question whether the efforts are proportional to not only solving that problem, but for all the other things we're not doing because we're spending so much time and energy on this. Because I see inside of a lot of CRAs and of all the things worth tackling, this is like number eight on the list. And, and maybe, which is my ultimate point, if other stakeholders, business groups, employers, applicants, open record advocates, if they started to see the consequences of our inability to do this effectively, efficiently, in a cost-effective, in a timely manner, if they started to see what happens, maybe we'd have more friends fighting alongside us and thus 
more successful resolutions. Because right now I get the sense it's us and just us fighting out there. A quick break to talk again about today's sponsor, SPI Researchers. Since the 1980s, yes, the 1980s, SPI Researchers has kept the customer at the center of all they do. SPI manages a nationwide network of researchers to ensure they provide the accurate, complete, and up-to-date information you need and your clients require. By doing so, they've cemented their reputation as one of the industry's most respected criminal record providers. Remember that year process, edit, audit, review? Each search goes through that quality control check. You can feel confident their processes won't increase liability, and when you need support, a live U.S.-based partner is just a phone call away. To get your 10 free searches, remember, contact Amanda Sosa at amanda at spiresearchers.com. All right, number five. This next one is on the internal operations side of our businesses. Leaders who treat each day no different than yesterday and no different than tomorrow. All companies, even small ones, can spend obscene amounts of money on payroll. I have a metric I share with my clients called optimized use of payroll dollars, which is a complicated way of saying, there's a way to figure out how efficiently you're spending your money. If you're operating payrolls 15%, for example, and you're spending it on a fully trained staff, that's good. If you're spending it on a staff, 50% of whom have been with you less than six months, that's bad. Why? They're doing a lot of training, their production numbers aren't ramped up, etc. Just not very efficient spend. If your team's hitting their production goals, that's good. If you're running at 75%, that's bad. <clears throat> but mostly I find companies simply just deal with the hand they're dealt. After all, difficult conversations are, well, difficult. We don't want to fire friends. We know our employees have families and children and spouses. We don't want to have uncomfortable conversations about performance metrics goals. It's human nature. So we just stand pat. But when we do, we close our door to other opportunities. And that's really why this is on the list. Marketing campaigns? Can't. Not enough money to make a difference. Hire qualified salespeople? Nope. Can't afford the base salary a real salesperson needs. But you do have the money. It's inside your business. You're just spending it wrong. I can tell you I work with companies that are making these pivots, and I'm working with companies who aren't. And I don't judge. But the difference, it's just a matter of willpower. If you want to be different tomorrow, you need to start by being different today. Number six, marketing, how we present ourselves to the world. My son has just started playing travel basketball. And one thing we're imparting on the kids is, as coaches, find the open space. Don't yell at your teammates to pass them the ball. And basically, don't just follow around the kid dribbling the whole time. It's pretty funny sometimes because we often wind up with 10 kids, five on offense, five on defense, all bottlenecked into one little corner of the court, all yelling at little Johnny to pass them the ball. And I take that example and I, I compare it to how we market ourselves. Are we all following each other around or are we looking for open space, the opportunity to get the ball to get some easy points? I think you know the answer. We're all basically saying the same things. We're fast, we're accurate, our tech is good. Look at our integrations, our client service. And yeah, those are the right things in a vacuum. Like my rant about holiday posts on LinkedIn. When everyone is doing the same thing, your message is automatically diluted. And I compare this to my opinions a few minutes ago on effective use of your payroll dollars. But in this case, it touches your marketing dollars. 
And I'll argue you're really not doing yourself any favor saying the same thing with probably a much smaller megaphone than everyone else. On the flip side, there's Checker. Ugh, Checker. Why is everyone always talking about Checker? Well, because in this case, they really don't care about, or at least the primary message they're sending to the market, they don't care about any of the things that you care about or are talking about. Now, taking a step back, of course they do. No one wants to be inaccurate, take a long time, have crappy tech, and indifferent client support. But Checker's not engaging buyers on any of that. Checker's telling the world they want to build a fairer future. And if you do too, come along and join them on this journey. I got to tell you, I don't know what building a fair future means. That's tongue in cheek. Of course I do. But I think it's absolutely elegant what they're doing. And I think of a couple examples. You know, why shouldn't a seller be able to turn a buyer's head in a different direction, pivoting to attract their interest in a way different than how buyers used to see them. Two examples come to mind. You want to go to a supermarket, buy a can of tomatoes, fine. You can do that anywhere. But if you go to Wegmans, Wegmans has made grocery shopping sexy. If you don't believe me, you've never been in a Wegmans. Shout out to my Rochester roots right there. Second example, Yeti. They've made coolers and insulated coffee mugs cool and hip. For decades, we had ugly plastic Coleman and Igloo coolers. They didn't keep stuff cold, and they didn't look good doing it. Yeti's flipped it on its head. That's what Checker is doing. Think of how HR people are wired. They're advocates for their company. They're wired to feel people are an important part of the process. I don't know how conducting and providing criminal record results makes the world fairer. Of course I do. This is tongue-in-cheek. I know I can make that connection. But as a buyer, that's the kind of HR person I want to be. That's the kind of company I want to help build. It strikes right at the heart of why people in HR went into HR. Regardless of how you feel about Checker, there's a reason their valuation is the highest in our industry. Good for them. Something for all of us to learn here. Lastly, low base salaries for salespeople. I think there's two kinds of salespeople. Those you can hire and those you should hire. Now, this is a judgment-free zone here. I'm not talking about individual qualifications of salespeople in our space. This is more illustrative than argumentative. And we can break my comments down into two columns. How to make money by hiring salespeople and how to save money. It, it takes me and my iCubed advisors, partners, about three weeks to place an enterprise-level salesperson. It takes about five to seven days to connect, have a discovery call or two, do, do phone screens, interview processes on our end. It takes about a week to interview with a CRA. And if you're spending more than seven to 10 days interviewing, I think you need to tighten that up. And then it takes about another five to seven days to create and accept an offer. But on the other hand, I also get calls from CRAs that want to pay 50, 60 grand for a salesperson. And irregardless of the quote they place on that rep, yes, I argue with my wife about whether irregardless is a word. Webster's Dictionary says it is much to her dismay. Uh, they, CRAs think they can, a lot of times the, the, the approach is, well, let's try and convert someone into sales. Let's, let's see if it works out. Let's, let's see if they're capable of doing it. And these are all really noble efforts. And I encourage you to try them. If you have a steady stable of quality salespeople, sure, take that chance. The biggest problem with this is, is it's the shops that don't, that want this approach the most. 
and it creates a chilling effect when it doesn't work out. Companies either burned by this before or afraid to do it again, or now no longer have the cash to. I can count on two hands the number of times I've seen this approach work over the last 20 years. I'm not mad at anyone who's tried it. It just doesn't work. Hire a professional. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. I had a lot of fun with this one. Send me your pet peeves. Maybe I'll do a part two on this. Please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your audio content. Please follow the iCubed Advisors page on LinkedIn to stay abreast of what we're doing. We have some interesting marketing, research, and competitive intelligence reports coming out in the near future. So ping me if you'd like to learn more. Thanks again, and have a great day.